Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Just one week after UCF's biggest win on the season, they have to go to Lubbock, Texas to face Texas Tech in a hostile environment for bowl eligibility. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I am your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Just me today, guys. Nick, uh, he's doing a presentation for his wife's uh, classroom. His wife's a teacher and he is doing a presentation. Uh, so he had to take the day off. Totally understandable. Big win. My voice is kind of going a little bit, uh, after a lot of screaming this past weekend. Uh, but again, what a time to be a night and we're going to break all the Texas tech stuff down. But I first want to take a quick moment to thank all of you. We have hit Finally, 500 subscribers on the channel. We've we moved past that over the weekend, uh, and we've only been doing this for about a year. Uh, we started last season, and to see where we are now, just a year later, truly means a lot to us, and we really do appreciate all the support. If you're a big fan of the channel and you love what we do, um, we now have memberships. Uh, we added memberships onto the channel. Uh, if you can go, if you just go to our page and hit join, you can kind of read through everything that we're offering. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff to kind of get fans involved. Again, live streams, uh, a lot of membership giveaways, discounts on Charge On merch. Like We're going to be releasing these hats very, very soon. We, I literally just got the hats in the other day, uh, and they just need to get made up. So we're going to be releasing the hats very soon. Uh, but and you, if you just join the first tier, you get a discount on the hat. So a lot of good stuff. You don't have to, obviously this is a free channel. Uh, so if you don't want to become a member, no harm at all. We appreciate the sport regardless. You just watching the video, but if you are a ultra fan of this channel and want to show your support in that way, please, it would mean the world to us to go, uh, become a member of the charge on YouTube channel. With that being said, Texas tech, listen, Last week was amazing, right? Like at the end of the day, you look at it from a career, not a career defining, a program defining win, right? Last season, it was Cincinnati and Tulane. At the, called like it is. UCF won two top 25 win, had two top 25 wins last season. Cincinnati, home game. Cincinnati even beating UCF year after year um, for the last couple years. UCF was really winning that matchup the years before, but two years b- before that, since he was winning the matchup, came out and, and had a huge win at home uh, to really, first of all, give you Cincy their first loss in the conference in a while. Uh, and uh, again, a season-defining victory, especially after losing some weird games at the beginning of the season. Then you beat Tulane, 
the Cinderella story of the college football world at that time. UCF did it on the road, beating a you know a top twenty-five team in the country uh, in back-to-back weeks, basically. So this year obviously has been a struggle, and nobody, including myself, and we talked about it. Right? If you haven't seen our our post game on Oklahoma State, go back and watch that. But nobody, not even including us, anticipated what we witnessed last Saturday. Uh, it looked like a completely different team uh, defensively, mostly. Uh, and it seemed like everything just clicked. Defensively, they stopped the run. Offensively, scored in the red zone. UCF was 5-5 five of five in the red zone. And when you look at the greater picture, everything, it was a perfect storm for UCF. When you win 45-3, to three, most of the time it is a perfect storm. Got four turnovers, uh, it won in the second half, played through the rain. It was a perfect game for UCF. Now, with that being said, right? Oklahoma was coming off, or Oklahoma State was coming off a huge win in the final bedlam against Oklahoma. You don't want to use that as an excuse because at the end of the day, UCF just played significantly better than Oklahoma State. But it's important to note going into this week. Both teams, UCF and Texas Tech, are coming off their biggest win of the year. Texas Tech beating 13th ranked Kansas. I think they're 13th ranked. Or they were 13th ranked. Maybe I'm wrong. That seems a little high. I should check that. Um, But for the most part, uh, oh, 16. I was close, right? 16th. I was close. Beating Kansas. Now, granted, Kansas lost their backup quarterback, so they were on their third string. But as we know, Kansas is just a really good all-around team. I don't care who the quarterback is. Kansas is a solid, solid team. They blew our doors off with the backup. And to be honest, they didn't have to do much. They just ran the ball all over us, right? Texas Tech had that win last week. So I think that helps us in the sense of we had our biggest win last week. They had their biggest win. And we talked about it a little on the postgame show how, listen, Texas Tech, we were slating this in as an automatic loss at the beginning of the year. End of the year, going to Lubbock, not an easy place to play at all to just to begin with. It's going to be cold. We're a Florida team traveling late in the year. You just have a huge win against Oklahoma State, Joey McGuire. But early in the year, guys, I mean, when we saw Texas Tech, they lost week one to Wyoming. And we're like, oh, huh. They lost to Wyoming, which Wyoming's a good football team. Tyler Shuck was at quarterback. And what did we say about Texas Tech going in? We said, if Tyler Shuck can stay healthy, they're going to be a dangerous team. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Tyler Shuck is one of the most elusive quarterbacks in the conference. He showed it last season. And we said, we'll see what happens when we get to game 11. But if Tyler Shuck's in there, it's going to be hard for UCF to win just with everything happening. But against West Virginia, uh, Tyler Shuck you know, gets hurt, uh, breaks his left fibula, or fibula, and is out for the rest of the year for Texas Tech. So... That was a huge loss for the Red Raiders. And that's kind of been the story of their season was starter goes out, kind of like how UCF, John Rice went down in week two and had to play with the backup. Um, And listen, they've had a good season uh, without their starter. They started the season one and three. 
They lost to Wyoming. They lost to Oregon. They beat Tarleton State. And they lost to West Virginia. And West Virginia was the game that Tyler Shuck went down. They've been 4-2 since then. With wins at uh, versus Houston. Versus, or, uh, at Baylor. Versus TCU and at Kansas. Now they lost back-to-back against Kansas State and BYU. And again, it's one of those Big 12 mysteries. Where it's like, you beat a, a, te- a you know Houston which, you know, granted, Baylor, granted, TCU, which they haven't been great, but they haven't been bad, and then Kansas. And then you also lose to BYU, which BYU, again, is not terrible, but isn't good. You've They've really shown their offensive limitations, but BYU held, you know, Texas Tech to 14 points. And then Kansas State kind of blew them out, 38-21, which I feel like is a very similar score to how we lost. But they've been doing it with a backup. Now, again, we're going to go down the entire list. But Joey McGuire, obviously second year as a head coach, a lot of people assumed Joey McGuire was going to take off. You have to put an asterisk on the season, right? I think with any college team, when their starter goes down, you have to put somewhat of an asterisk. With UCF, I get it. The offense kept rolling with Timmy McLean. But call it like it is. There is an asterisk a little bit on this season. John Rice hadn't played the entire year. John Rice didn't play in a four-week span where there were some huge games there. Now, we can't put it all on, you know, that because you should have beat Baylor, right? Baylor, you were winning 35-7. to You can't really put it on the Kansas loss because Kansas was just a complete blowout. I don't know if John Rice would have helped that. But you have to put a little bit of an asterisk. So, Joe McGuire, listen, he is one hell of a coach. I think he does amazing things with scheming up and especially defensively. I think Texas Tech can be really good defensively, but they also show that they struggle defensively at times. Um, Baron Morton has been the starter this year. He's a sophomore. This is his third year. I think he was a red shirt his first year, freshman last year. Listen, he's done what they've asked him to do. He reminds me a lot of uh, of the quarterback last week, Bowman from, from Oklahoma State. I mean, he's thrown for... Um, 1,154 yards, 10 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Been sacked 12 times. He's not going and doing crazy things. He's not Tyler Shuck, but he is a good quarterback that can really do damage throwing the football. But they are not a throwing the football team. They have made it very clear that they are very similar in what UCF wants to try to do, which is run the football. Now, there, there's been a lot of stats over the last... I don't know, a week or so after R.J. Harvey kind of just ran all over Oklahoma State. I'm going to try to pull up uh, the stat, but R.J. Harvey's, I think, like sixth or seventh in, in rushing yards in, in college football. They've got a back over there at Texas Tech, Taj Brooks. I mean, he's carried, what a bell cow. He is a bell cow for Texas Tech. 226 carries for 1,170 yards and eight touchdowns. Now, with that being said, the difference in carries, this is what kind of, at the end of the day, he, he's gotten the carries he's gotten, right? I think he's, I think, fourth in the country in, in yards rushed. He's also ran the ball, I think, more than anybody else in the country. Uh, he has 226 carries. R.J. Harvey has 170, and R.J. only has, I think, maybe 100 yards less than him. So... There's a little bit of a, a difference there. Uh, he does average 5.2 yards a carry, but I think the 
obvious story of this game is can UCF do it again? This is a team that's going to want to come in and run all over you. Run the football, pound it down your throat. Can UCF do it in back-to-back weeks? Many could say, well, if you do it against arguably the best running back in the country, a was a Heisman contender, why can't you do it against Taj Brooks? I think very similar backs would do very, very different things as well. They really kind of give it, he is their bell cow, just like Ollie Gordon was. But, I mean, again, if you look at last week against Kansas, 33 carries for 133 yards and a touchdown. The week before at TCU, 31 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown. The week before that, 31 carries, 105 yards and a touchdown. Week before that, he he saw a dip. He only took 17 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. That was also against Kansas State, and they were down a majority of that game. They lost 38-21, so they probably abandoned the run quick. And then against Baylor, 31 carries for 170 yards. I'm actually curious to see the rest. So they started him out. I don't, but you get the point. The five first five games or last five games, he's he's been the bell cow. Over 30 carries, four out of the last five games, and he scored a touchdown in the at one touchdown in the last six games. Now he's not going to kill your receiving. So I guess that's the positive way to look at things. Ollie Gordon can really kind of kill you receiving the football as well. Taj Brooks is not going to do that. Taj Brooks might get a reception here or there, but most of the time, you just have to worry about him running the football, which I think is a positive for UCF. Uh, If I had to guess, I'm assuming UCF is going to run the same exact type of scheme that you ran against Oklahoma State. And if I'm Texas Tech, that's probably what I'm going to assume as well. They're going to stack the box. They're going to force you to, they're going to force the sophomore to throw the football and that should be the game plan. UCF, unfortunately, is not talented enough to play some of these these sets where, you know, you just have a four a four three, right? They want to play a four two five. Well, unfortunately, or they play a four two five. You have to make up for some of the incapabilities that this team has, and that is stopping the run. And listen, if you go watch a the Knights flicks that just came out yesterday. There's a literal coach speaking to the team saying, this is a fact. In college football, we are one of the worst run defenses in the country. That is a fact. Said it to the guys. And he's true. That is a fact. UCF is one of the worst run defenses. They showed a lot last week, though. Stack the box. Force them. If they want to run the ball, run it. Now, with that being said, I think Texas Tech knows that's what probably they're going to do. So what does UCF need to do to counteract that? Well, before Bowman was throwing interceptions all over the field, which you can credit some of that to the rain, you can credit some of that just to, again, better defense by the UCF Knights. What UCF needs to do is not just allow the the quick four or five yard passes, 10 yard passes, because again, then that will kind of switch the defense. One of my criticisms this year has been UCF loves to play man-to-man. They love to get up on the receivers. They have the corners to do that. But the problem is they kind of give the other team. They, they, they want to be a bend-don't-break. But when it gets to the point where you, you don't want to break, UCF sometimes breaks. I think a good example of that was West Virginia. West Virginia knew what, what they were trying to do. 
UCF stayed close for a majority of the game, but once the dam broke, the dam broke. They were doing a good bend don't break, but then when West Virginia got into the end zone constantly, you realize, huh, you need to make stops. You need to make plays. You need to get stops on third down. And I think Texas Tech can really make UCF struggle here. Now, is Texas Tech the best offense we've seen this year? No. I think Texas Tech, you know, again, with the quarterback they have, um, it's kind of what they are. They're going to run the football. They're going to try and, and beat you sometimes passing the football. But at the end of the day, they are a running football team. They're going to leave Taj Brooks in basically majority of the game. You're not going to see many substitutions. It's going to be Taj Brooks. I think they even said on Texas Tech, he, he unless he has an injury, he's he's going to be the bell cow. He's going to stay in there and, and pick up yards. So if you're Addison Williams, it's don't I I don't know why you would change anything up. Do what you do, keep the same type of defense, and see if you could stop him. If you load the box, see if you could stop Taj Brooks. And if you can't, then UCF again is going to be royally screwed in this game. The only chance UCF has is to have another game at stopping the run like they did last week. Now, don't get it twisted. Uh, I'm sure Texas Tech will have a lot more uh, positives than Oklahoma State last week. At the end of the day, they're at home. They have a, a good size of film on UCF this, this season, but preferably last week on how they did stop, try and stop the run. Which, again, it's going to be their... <laughs> It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that UCF's going to try and just stack the box and force you to run, force you to then pass the ball, and hopefully the one-on-one matchups prevail. There's no question that that's what they're going to do. But what happens if they don't stop the run? What happens if Taj Brooks getting five, six yards of carry, even with stacking the box? Then I think UCF has a problem because I don't think switching the defense is going to solve anything at this point. Uh, And they won't change the defense but that's where the concern comes in I think if UCF stops the run I think UCF has a good chance to win this game and we'll get into predictions later but you stop the run again this week you're you have a good shot to win and that's most of the games in the big 12 for the foreseeable future there's many good backs in this league as you've seen and if you stop the run you're in pretty good shape you're in pretty good shape I'm actually interested um what Evan Neal did what did he do against? Sorry, guys. I'm going to look up the uh, box score of the Texas Kansas game. Devin Neal had 19 carries for 137 yards and a touchdown. Daniel Henshaw had 13 carries for 35 yards. So Kansas against Texas Tech ran 45 times for 207. And to be honest, Kansas played the run. I mean, they did give up 133 to Taj Brooks, but. That was 44 carries for 136 yards. Um, Morton, I don't know. The carries were a little off. It was seven carries for minus 11 yards. I don't know if that was just sacks. I'm going to assume that was mostly sacks. But listen, Kansas even lost. But the recipe is there. The recipe is there. You need to stop the run. And at the end of the day, you know, Texas Tech going to try to keep the ball away from UCF as much as humanly possible. That's a fact. So let's get into some of the other players here, especially on the receiving end. There's a clear cut, you know, not even clear cut. Again, it's another week in in the Big 12 where you have about 
three receivers that could kill you at any time. Jaron Bradley last week was their leading receiver. I think he had four receptions for 91 yards. Um, this season, he has 35 receptions for 423 yards and four touchdowns. Um, the second leading receiver right now is Miles Price, 43 receptions for 410 yards and five touchdowns. Again, that's nine touchdowns in between the two of them. If that tells you anything, again, it's very similar to the Javon Baker-Kobe Hudson tandem where most of the time in that end zone, you're it's getting one of those guys. I mean, you're getting one of those guys in the end zone. Uh, so, again, it's going to be up to Brandon Adams and Corey Thornton again this week where if they're going to be loading the box and kind of trying to force, you know, say, hey, run the ball on us, it's going to be up to those guys to play really good man-to-man defense and stop those guys from going off, stop the big plays, which... They've done really well this season. UCF has not allowed many big plays over the top, uh, which has been positive for the Knights. But you can't allow the receivers, especially when you're going to be playing a heavy box of trying to stop the run, you can't allow big plays. That that just can't happen. Uh, Their third receiver, again, more of a big play guy, um, Xavier White, 20 uh, receptions for 393 yards and a touchdown, 14 yards a catch, which... uh, doesn't lead the team, but it's basically the leading of the team for people that actually play. Uh, and again, that's another deep threat guy that can really do some damage over the top. Obviously not a guy that I really look to. Once they get into the red zone, they're, they're going to want to run the football in. It's very similar to how UCF's going to want to do it. You're going to get the same type of deal uh, with, with Texas Tech. Uh, and Morton's got 35 carries for one yard. So he's definitely not a... But he does have three touchdowns. Uh, on the ground so you definitely have to be aware of the quarterback power quarterback run rpo anything that you can kind of watch on tape with texas tech you know it's very similar to a lot of the teams in the big 12 and how they try to do things defensively ben roberts uh linebacker again it seems on all the big 12 teams like we've mentioned all year there's always been a clear-cut linebacker that kind of just is a do-it-all and he is it for texas tech 81 total tackles, half a sack, uh, one interception, two forced fumbles. I I mean, he's been a beast all year, uh, and that's really helped them on the defensive side of the football. If you look at the total defense for Texas Tech in college football, they're 62nd in the country. Now, if you're kind of trying to compare to some other teams we've seen, Cincinnati's 51st. Now, if we look at this game from that perspective, because listen, UCF has, you know, yard has gained yards on every single team that they've played this year. We've talked about that on this show. UCF has done an incredible job with, regardless of who they're playing, they've been able to move the football. The problems have been scoring when it matters, scoring in the red zone, not selling for field goals, getting touchdowns. And I think, With this game specifically, I think it's going to look very similar to Cincinnati's game. Going on the road, hostile environment, solid defense. Solid defense. UCF still able to move the football. And if you remember correctly, I mean, the UCF-Cincinnati game, that was just a game where it just seemed like nothing could go right for UCF necessarily. Cincinnati kind of beat themselves, but UCF wasn't making mistakes. To, to really lose the football game. UCF can't allow that to happen this game. UCF cannot allow Texas Tech to beat themselves. Because if you if you try and just say, oh, we're going to let Texas Tech beat themselves, that's not going to be a good a good way to win this game. That's not you will not win against a 
quality coach team in Texas Tech beat you that way. Joey McGuire is a hell of a coach. No offense to Scott to Scott Satterfield. I mean, at the end of the day, he's dealing with a bunch of BS at Cincinnati. Got thrown into a bad situation. So you can't really blame it on Scott Satterfield. But they're an undisciplined team. Texas Tech is 45th in penalties. In fewest penalties. Michigan's first in the country. They only have 30 penalties for 258 yards. If you look in Texas Tech, you're 45th in the country. They have 55 penalties on the gear. I don't know where Cincinnati is. I'll probably find them in like two seconds. Cincinnati's 53rd. So not too much of a difference there. I think you can really compare. And I get, Now, I'm not trying to compare Texas Tech to Cincinnati this much. Because at the end of the day... Cincinnati is what one and five or one and six in the big in Big Twelve play. Texas Tech is four and three. Texas Tech has won four games in the Big Twelve this season. And listen, UCF has only won two. UCF is two and five. With that being said, I think defensively it really does compare. And when you look at what Texas Tech is going to try to do defensively, it's very similar to what it's hard. If I was Joey McGuire, if I was Texas Tech, I watched the the Cincinnati take because I think Cincinnati did a very good job of really kind of limiting what UCF does well, which is really kind of just now. Granted, RJ Harvey had a big game against uh, against Cincinnati, but I think it's going to be who can really who can stop the other person's run game, right? I mean, I would not be shocked. If R.J. Harvey got the ball 25-plus times, I think that's kind of the number that Gus and staff want R.J. Harvey to have. Against Cincinnati, he had 20 carries for 164 yards and three touchdowns. R.J. Harvey in the last two games has had six touchdowns. So if I'm Texas Tech, it's trying to stop him and trying to force John Rice to throw the football. But that's the thing. John Rice last year... That's what teams would just try to do. It's like, let John Rice beat us. Let John Rice beat us. But John Rice has proven, especially in the last however many games that he's played, that he can throw the football. He's much improved, and our receivers are very talented to win those 50-50 matchups. Now, again, against Cincinnati, I keep going back to Cincinnati because I think the Oklahoma State game is such an anomaly um, for this team, but also just in general. Listen, Cincinnati outgained... UCF offensively. They outrushed UCF. Uh, Cincinnati had 200 yard rushers, like we discussed. That can't happen. You cannot have Taj Brooks run all over you. Because, again, no offense to Emory Jones, while kind of having all offense, uh, Texas Tech has a better quarterback. Texas Tech, Morton is a better quarterback than Emory Jones. If, if you kind of. Keep it close. He'll make the plays where Emory Jones will not. Different quarterbacks, but to beat Texas Tech, you need to be able to stop their run game or limit it because at the end of the day, he's going to get his carries. And you you know that he will get 30 carries this game unless it gets out of hand, like UCF versus Oklahoma State. He's going to get his 30 carries. So how does UCF stop it? And offensively, can UCF continue the momentum? They've been able to move the ball on every single team in this league this year. 
what happens if something's not working? If RJ's not, you know, getting as many yards as we're used to, what 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 happens? Can John Rice go and winning the game? We'll find out. I think this year, and better than other years, UCF has done really well on the road. You look at the road games besides the Kansas game, I think UCF has really performed on the road, which I, I credit Gus Malzahn and staff for getting the players ready to go. Playing in a game like this in Lubbock is tough. It's harder than Cincinnati, in my opinion. It's 5 o'clock, a 5 o'clock tip, so 4 o'clock there, I think. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But this is for a bowl game. This is for a bowl game, and we've been talking about it. We didn't think we were going to get this opportunity, right? You basically, we were just assuming the loss to Oklahoma State, and we said you need to win against Texas Tech and against Houston. But you stole one, like Nick said on on the last episode. You stole a game. So now you just need to win one. Don't let it go up to Houston. Because Houston's a weird team. Houston one week can be one of the best teams. And on another week, one of the worst. Welcome to the Big 12 this year, right? (laughs) Welcome to the Big 12. Texas Tech will be able to beat UCF. But UCF can very easily beat Texas Tech. I think those are very even teams. I think, again, UCF has the better offense. Texas Tech has the better defense. Who's going to be able to stop the other? So here we go. Let's do predictions. This is a huge game for UCF. I think UCF has a lot of momentum. Uh, I think last week, the game with Texas Tech and Kansas, when you do look at it, I think, listen, at the end of the day, they beat the number 16 team in the country. We beat the number 15 team in the country. Uh, So I do, you know, from that perspective, we both beat top. 20 teams, right? Obviously, UCF was way more impressive. Now, Texas Tech went on the road, but they were doing it against a third string. I think UCF is finally gaining the UCF confidence. And what I mean by UCF confidence is the confidence that you're not going to come beat us, we're the better team, and we're going to play mistake-free football to, to go down and beat you. Uh, now, with that being said... Just as easily, UCF can give it up by making certain mistakes. Last week, John Rice fumbles. That could have got turned into a 24-10 ball game, and then we're having a different conversation. Luckily, defensive, you know, defense made a huge play. It's not a blowout by any means. Uh, I don't think UCF blows this team out. I think this Texas Tech team knows what to expect out of UCF, and it's a huge game. It's senior night for them. Last game at home. Whenever that's the case... Players have, again, a little extra motivation. And if there wasn't enough motivation enough, again, this is for a bowl bowl game for both teams. A win gets you a bowl game. I don't care what anybody says. It's a bit, I don't care what the bowl is. For UCF, it's huge. To get a bowl in your first season in the Big 12, regardless of how you got it, is, is impressive. For Joey McGuire in Texas Tech, getting a bowl game with your backup quarterback and injuries... That would be really impressive. He went eight and five last year. For him to finish seven and five and then a bowl game win eight and five to go eight and five in back to back years, especially with a backup. I mean, that's impressive for Joey McGuire. I think UCF does come out on top. I do. 
I think, again, this could just be the momentum talking where you just had a huge win and that could all go up in flames. My prediction has changed. I do think UCF does go into Lubbock and win this this football game. I think there is another level of confidence that they are at right now that I just talked about that I think makes them really truly believe the team that they are. For that five-week losing stretch, I think there was you know always buy-in, but until you got kind of finally give in and, and just get that win, you don't there's always a little bit of doubt there. And I think UCF has continued to stay strong in that time, which again, there's no doubt after last week that UCF is a solid, solid football team. I think they'll be able to move the ball. I'm going to say, I don't know, 35-32. 35-32. I do, or you know what, I'll say 35-27. I'll say a touchdown win for UCF. That's kind of what I'm feeling just now. I just flipped it. I just flipped it on you. 35 to 27. I do think UCF again will be able to move the football. I don't know how cuz I do think Texas Tech will be able to stop the run just a little bit better than Oklahoma State was. Uh but at the same time, I think both teams are going to do a very similar defensive strategy to stop the run and force the quarterbacks to beat each other's defenses. And I do think UCF doing it a lot this season is going to have a better game plan going in. But with that being said, would it shock me in the slightest if that score was flipped and Texas Tech won by seven? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nick said it, and I'm going to say it again on this show. Which team is going to have the letdown? Both teams came off top 25 wins. Both teams had their biggest win of the year. Which team's going to come in flat? Which team's going to come in and look completely different than the week before? It's going to happen. One of these teams is going to struggle heavily. You would think it might be UCF, given they're going on the road. Who knows? This is for a bowl game. This is very important to the players, I would hope. Um, I'm assuming. And this is a chance to really finish your season on a high note. You've won two straight. You have two more games in the regular season. And if you win one, you get a bowl game. And I would assume that most players would much rather get that win here so that they can go into Houston, at least knowing you're getting a bowl game. At least know you're getting a bowl game in your first season in the Big 12. All right, guys. That's going to do it here for this week's episode of Charge On. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said earlier, if you'd like to become a member, we're going to be adding some stuff. That's kind of just the base for right now. Uh, but we'll be adding some more stuff to the membership. So if you feel so inclined, we'd greatly appreciate your membership. And again, we'll be releasing some cool, cool hats. Not just these ones. Uh, it's it's just the eyes. It's not the things on the side. We're releasing the eyes hat soon. So follow, subscribe here. Follow us on Twitter. Do all that good stuff so that you'll be notified as soon as we drop these hats. Uh, we will be you know releasing it to the world and releasing it to you guys, uh, the UCF fans. So we greatly appreciate the support. All right, guys. Please like, subscribe, share, comment. Do all that you do. We greatly appreciate it. Let's hope and let's UCF will go out and get a dub on Saturday to become bowl eligible for another year. All right, guys, this has been Charge On presented by Bet Online. We will see you on Sunday.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.